Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rambold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim Show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity. Again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Now let me say that again. We... Hashem. You can be seated. The message tonight and this weekend is going to be prophets and prophecy. I chose this not because it was something that I wanted to do. I chose it because of the necessity in which it's got to be done. If there's one thing that prophets really don't enjoy that we get to do all the time is tell the truth. And we're in a position where if we don't tell the truth, then, bless God, there's two things. And that's going to get on us. The blood will be upon our hands, and we'll be judged by it. And, bless God, the second thing, if we tell the truth, it makes people usually makes them mad. But, you know, I'm always saying it gives them a unique opportunity to get glad. Amen? I want you to turn with me in the book of Jeremiah. And, and we're, going to, uh, we're going to start there, and only God knows where we're going to do and what we're going to do to get to the, through this thing. But let's, we'll, we'll just depend upon Him. Jeremiah, we're going to look in the 48th chapter. There's so many, there's so many voices that are being heard across this nation, across this world. There's, there's people prophesying, uh, bless God that this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And I'm very concerned about where it's taking the church. I'm very concerned about where it's taking God's people. And I hope by the time the weekend's over that you can agree with me there are certain things that you can look to, which are the Scriptures of God, and begin to filter that through your spirit man, your heart and your minds, to begin to, to, to understand maybe, maybe that is God, maybe that's not God. Because I'm here to tell you, not everything that's being prophesied is of God. Now, if you found Jeremiah 48, we're going to look in the 10th verse. Now, listen closely. It says, Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully, and cursed be he that keepeth back his sword from blood. Now, obviously, that doesn't pertain to what I want except the first part of that, which is, Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. And you may be saying to yourself, Well, I, I don't know anybody that would deceitfully ever want to do you know, the, the work of God. How, how, how could anybody deceitfully go out here and do these things? Well, let me tell you as we go through this. There are familiar spirits that work, that operate. And one of the things that I have watched through years, and I've been in lots of meetings in the years that I've ministered over 30 years, that I have actually seen pastors operate in familiar spirits. Now, the familiar spirit is a spirit that's not a god. It is a spirit of darkness. Now, we're told by the Scripture that can come upon us, bless God, as an angel of light and can deceive us. Now, if anybody here tonight believes that we, or any of us, or you especially, are so growing up that you cannot be deceived, then I'm going to tell you something you've already been deceived. All right? Because you've got to understand that darkness comes in the supernatural realm to us. 
You know, if it comes where the five senses are in operation, most of us can figure that out. But it, darkness comes in the supernatural realm, and that has to be what? Spiritually discerned. So, so we begin, and, and, and what I want to do this evening, I want to start out tonight by reading to you. I was just came back from the West Coast, and Donna and I were out there for two weeks, and bless God, we watched God do a lot of miracles, we watched God deliver a lot of people, we watched God love a lot of people. But while I went on the way, or actually, I think it was a week or two, maybe two weeks before I went out there, I received an email. And the email that I received was somebody out of Tennessee, they're not here tonight, but they wrote to me and asked me if I had heard about this fellow out in Salem, Oregon, that had had a dream that is proclaiming that on Father's Day, June the 18th, that, that, that there was going to be a great earthquake that was going to hit up in the northwest, going to be a tsunami that was going to come in, was going to literally wipe Portland and Salem off the map. I said, no, I haven't heard it. And I said, here's the rest of the story. It ain't going to happen. And that person, I think, received what I said. When I got to the West Coast, I began to scream. Now, we were in Modesto, and then we went up to Portland. And I began to literally scream from the beam of the pulpit. And I began to say to people, that is not going to happen. There is no way in this world that that's going to take place on the 18th day of June. Thus saith the mouth of this prophet, in the name of the Holy Son, Yeshua. And so everybody kind of, you know, they kind of looked and, and I said, well, let me cover the rest of the bases. Can God do something without telling this prophet? Oh, yes, He can, and oh, yes, He does. But let me tell you something I do know, and let me tell you something that I knew about what was going on there. Number one, I prayed, and God spoke and told me it wasn't going to happen. Number two, I had my feet on the ground in Portland, Oregon. Now, that's a dangerous thing for people that are prophesying against a nation or against a state or against anything else if another prophet is there, got his feet on the ground. Because, you see, the places that I travel in this world, I don't go there to prophesy. I always have to prophesy to the presidents, the kings, the prime ministers, the queens, and anybody else that thinks they're in leadership. You know, in the third world, who's in leadership? He that has the most guns and the most ammunition. But the fact of it is, I never knew until I got there, got my feet on the ground, then the Lord God would say, go to that, go to that king and, and, and get an audience with him, and you prophesy, and you say, thus saith the mouth of God. And so once I'm on the ground in those nations, I'm able to understand the good, the bad, and the ugly that's going on in the nations. And I've had to pronounce judgment against nation after nation after nation, because that's what God sent me to do. Now... Knowing that the Lord God doesn't have to tell me everything that He tells, uh, you know, that He's going to do, and He doesn't. I'm going to tell you one thing, and we're going to talk about it somewhat tonight. There are differences in the prophetic office. There are differences in prophets. I am a prophet that is sent to the nations. I'm a prophet that God has raised up from, from, from my, from my mama's womb, even from the foundations of this world, and has anointed me to do what I do. Now, most of you are very uh, in tune, I think, with what I do do. But what I'm trying to say is that there are a lot of people that aren't major prophets that are out here prophesying. And some reason they believe that they would like to become major prophets. And I'm here to tell you something. You can't vote yourself into that, into that position. And if you could, you would quickly find out you don't want that position. 
because you will be the most disliked person in the church. And it'll happen very quickly. When I talk about the church, I mean the church in, 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 in the area, okay? In the area that which you may be trying to, to, to minister. So I know something about that after 30 years. And I know that people don't want the truth. But I also know that we've got another segment out here of, of a ministry that, bless God, that has come up and they, and they don't understand uh, exactly what's going on. I have said over and over again, if you want to be a prophet, get under a prophet. Don't try to raise yourself up, because if you do, you're going to get yourself in a bind, and you're going to find out this weekend, you're also going to get a lot of other people in a real bind, all right? Now, let's get back to this thing in Salem. Now, this fellow that prophesied this, and I'm not going to give his name, but I got this down on my... The printer didn't do the whole outside line there, so I'm going to have to guess what some of the words are out there. But, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, he starts out by saying... I must admit that I'm just a little bewildered. I have been saved for 42 years now. I have a, I'm a person to, to experience a lot of dreams and visions. Now, let me tell you something. If you're having a vision a month, a dream a month, then you've got a familiar spirit in operation or you've got a real active mind. Do you know how many visions I have a year? Two or three. Whole year. That has to do with anything on a major on a major basis. So if a major prophet that has a track record that goes around this world, maw here, if I only have two to three visions a year, open visions, and you're having a dream every other night or every other week, then something is wrong somewhere. And I want you to grab onto that and understand that. Prophets are subject to the prophets. If you're going to stand and prophesy, then you need to, you need to present that. See, that's the reason I told some of you. And some of you, I want, to, I want to commend you that you've been kind enough since we met here last that you have sent me the things that God is dumping into your bucket. And I'm reading those things, and I'm praying over those things. And, and if those things weren't from God, uh, you, you know, you, you'll be hearing me come back and tell you to reconsider. So I told you we, we sort of made a deal the last time we were here. I wasn't going to rebuke any of you. We was going to be real kind to you and, and, and try to suggest that maybe you go another way. Now, he says, though, for 42 years, I, 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 he said, I've had dreams and visions. In the early 90s, I had a dream that I, 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 that I would believe to be a spiritual dream. It dealt with treasures uh, of, of God's Word. He goes on to say, uh, uh, I have also been very critical of those who do claim to be prophets because of... Uh, of, of the dreams that, and the things that they do that didn't seem to measure up to what God's Word said that a prophet should be like. So he's been judgmental. I have also, bless God, uh, so I share this dream with you. I do so in the Spirit, uh, which is quoted, and he quotes some Scripture there. And then he starts into this dream. Now, the reason I want to read this tonight to you is because this is believable. All right? This is very believable. October 205, or 205, 2005. I was struggling with praying for the hurricane victims. I certainly want to pray for those uh, that are suffering through this ordeal, but at the same time, I see all these things as judgments from God. I see prayer is, is that the country will wake up and realize that this is a judgment from God and, and represents the evil ways in which they we're living. As I watched the aftermath of Katrina, I saw enormous devastation and the way that it, the businesses would open back up and the, how the, the, the taverns had now come into, uh, into it. And there was a gay parade that was there that was scheduled. Now, this is important that you hear two things. He's concerned about Katrina, 
And he's also concerned talking about there's going to be a gay parade scheduled there in New Orleans uh, b- before that thing hit, and, and the, the promoters of the parade went ahead uh, with it anyway. Uh, the, 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 he says here what is going to go on, this, the people in this country realize the seriousness of what they have done. And then he says, as I contemplated on these things, my mind shifted to here in Oregon. I had a dream recently. Now listen, I had a dream recently. Now I want to stop here for a minute before going any further. Now, I'm one of these guys that's a realist. And I'm sorry for some of your spiritual folks that maybe I'm that way. Because you see, I should have lived in Missouri because you need to show me. I'm not interested in playing games. It either is or it isn't. There isn't any in-between to it. You're either healed or you're not healed. Uh, bless God. Now, you can play the faith game all day long, and I think that you should play it to a certain extent. But I also believe the other side of it is that you have to understand that if you've got cancer, you come into one of my services and I pray for you, you go home and quit taking your medicines and you, medicines and you die, it is not my fault. Okay? I'm not, I, I don't get into those things. And I never tell people to go home and not take any of their medicine. That's, a, you go by, that's what those doctors are there for. They will verify these miracles, these healings. All right? Now, have you ever been, when you were young, or maybe even at the age you are now, ever become very concerned about a family member? Have you ever been to a movie or watched TV and saw something that was frightening on television, and in a night or two have a dream, and it was in the dream. Let me see your hands. Surely I'm not the only one here. Well, we've got more on this side than that side. I don't know what's wrong. Thank you for this side. No. Uh, yes, you do. Donna's got her hand up big time up in the loft. Now, what I want to tell you is that we know that this didn't come to pass. We know that there was no earthquake on, on, on June the 18th, on Father's Day. Uh, uh, Salem and and uh, bless God, uh, Portland is still there. They're still in business as usual, all right? But what I want you to understand is there is a great possibility, because we're going to, there's the possibility of only three things that can take place when you have a dream, a vision, whether it be an open vision, closed vision, you hear an audible voice from God or a small voice from God, or you have a, a, a I don't know whether I talked about closed visions or not, but anyway, there's only one of three things can be. It either is God... Okay, or it is a familiar spirit, or you, as I'm always saying, have had too much pizza the night before. Okay, can only be one of those three things. Now, 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 I, I'm waiting for this man to post something up on his website, trying to explain to all those people that packed their stuff and left the area over Father's Day. My question to him by email was. What happened to the earthquake? Prophet Deckard. That's all I put on it. Now, I don't think that's unreasonable to ask that question, because after all, he affected many lives. Now, we're going to get into some real depths tonight, and I'm going to show you, uh, bless God, the seriousness of following after somebody that's prophesying, and it does not come to pass. There are penalties to be paid. Because I'm going to tell you something. Number one... Cursed is the person that does anything deceitfully. All right? Now, e- even though this man's intentions were right, all right, was it, did it end up being deceit? Yes. There's no other way for us to come at it than to say yes. See, that's another reason why that, that, that I've had a chance to take a side, uh, bless God, um, 
and speak to a few people uh, through the past year about some of these things that some of these guys that are going around the United States and gals prophesying. Now, I don't have a problem, and I spoke earlier about different types of prophets. I don't have problems that every church should not have a prophet. I believe that. I'm a real prophet. I believe that, bless God, that that prophet, if he's there or she's there in place, that she will be able or he will be able, whatever the case would be, to be able to keep things in order and in right order within that assembly. All right? Now, again, there's, there's, there's prophets that are sent uh, as unto areas. And that prophet may prophesy over an area and say, well, you know, I'm going to tell you what, I, I see... I see a, a real turmoil coming in this area. I, you know, I see the fact that there's going to be uh, maybe a, a storm that's going to come. This is going to happen. Now, let me tell you something, and let me stop there in order to say this. People that give dates and times be weary and very, very weary of. Run from them. All right? You're got, in your lap, you have the, the Tanakh. You have the New Testament. You have the writings of Moses. You'll not find very few people, very few places in the in in that Bible, where you're going to find where a specific time and day was given. Now Jonah gave the time of Nineveh. He went in and he said, "Now that was a city," and he went into that city and he said, "If you know, if there's not repentance in forty days, this place will be destroyed." Well, the fact of it is, what happened? Well, the the, the, the and we're going to talk about this in depth in a minute, but the king, the head of the country, uh, the city, I'm sorry, decided that, bless God, that they would repent, everybody, even the cattle, the goats, and everybody, all right? Turned the whole thing around, all right? Now, people that are given these dates, now, for instance, we've got some dates given to us now that there's going to be uh, by sometime during this year, Now, I'm sure when this brother began to, to, to prophesy this, it sounded good because this year hadn't started. 2006 hadn't begun. So he prophesied a number of things and gave dates and or, or areas of time in it. And one was that we were going to lose all the electricity in this country sometime during the year 2006. Well, we know this. We, he's only got six more months and that baby's going to fall to the ground, isn't it? I want you to look at me. That is going to fall to the ground. Now, that guy brought his ministry up. And it went right back down all in the same place. Now, what causes us to do that? Usually, it's this right here. I hope I'm swelling up big enough to look like pride walking across this stage. Pride will sink your boat for you. Trying to get somebody to think that, oh, you're so special. Let me tell you about how unspatial prophets are. They are dirt under everything and everybody's feet but God. You understand what I'm telling you? We are disliked. I've told you I've been shot at. I've, my life's been threatened more times than I can even, even begin to, to count. I've been spit on. I've been kicked. I've been everything. You can't, you, I've been called the devil. I've been called the Antichrist. But yet all these prophecies keep coming to pass. All this stuff just keeps happening over and over and over again. And at the same time, people are saying what? Well, that can't be God because we don't have anybody in our church saying things like that. Well, you're not going to have anybody in your church that's a major prophet saying this kind of stuff because there aren't that many major prophets on the face of this earth. And I can't help that. And if that sounds like bragging to you, I'm sorry. But the fact of the matter is, it's the truth. There just aren't that many major prophets. Major prophets are like these characters are in this Bible. Jeremiah and Ezekiel were major prophets. Now, I'm not trying to put myself into their shoes. I couldn't carry their shoes to the Bema. 
But what I'm saying, as for whatever God's got left, it happens to be that I'm one of them. And I do walk this earth. I do carry a heavy anointing, and the earth will shake when I when I speak to it. And we did. In fact, I'm going to tell you something. When I was in Amarillo, Texas, when and I don't know whether you keep track of what we're doing, and I don't think I got it up on the web. I just don't seem to take time. I don't write. I, I was sharing with my brother back there, and I, he was actually sharing with me. I'm. I think he and I are probably the most uh, computer. Uh, Stupid people in this room. It's all right if I use stupid brothers. Okay, uh, uh, but but uh, but anyway, when I was in Amarillo, bless God, they, they, that fire had come up through there. You know, they burn all the cattle was dead in the fields, and they were talking about how some of the cattle were still alive. The cattle were still alive, and their ears were burnt off. And bless God, all this and all that, and and and, and anyway, and, and no rain. Well, I got there and I got turned on the TV, and it didn't. There was no rain in the forecast for a week. I said to Donna, I said, honey, I said, I'm just going to break that drought. Donna, she looked at me and she said, well, that'll be something, won't it? So I got, got down there and told him, I said, go, go get the TV station, have them to come out here because a real prophet's here in this city and I'm going to break the drought. I'm going to do it. And so anyway, they called the radio, the TV station and boy, they were going to be there. So on a Saturday evening and they were going to be there and so they, show, they didn't show up. So I got there and I said, well, where's the television? Well, I, they didn't know. So I said, well, it don't matter to me. I said, I'm going to break the drought. I'm going to break the drought. Now, you understand what I'm telling you? I said, I'm going to break the drought. God didn't tell me to break the drought. The anointing didn't come upon me and speak to me. The audible voice of which I'm hearing now, so I'm, I'm ministering to you, did not speak. God gave me the anointing, and after many years of working in that anointing, He finally said, you have now become my friend. What you speak, I will honor. And that's been that way for about seven or eight years now, maybe maybe nine years. But the fact of it is, I spoke to it, and that night water ran in the streets of, of Amarillo, and it's rained every other day or every day, and not every day, but every other day or every third day since I left there, and now the grass is green again. Now that's a major profit, all right? That's what, that's what people like me do. Now, what I keep saying and what I keep trying to say to the church is, if you're going to walk where I walk, show me the anointing. If you're going to stand and you're going to prophesy this stuff, then raise somebody from the dead. Let some blind eyes come open. Let some people that are lame walk do something to demonstrate the fact that God is with you. There is nothing wrong with asking for a sign when somebody says they're a prophet. You know what should have happened here? Somebody should have said, give us a sign. They did it even to Yeshua, to Jesus. Say, well, what will be the sign of thy coming, Jesus? They did it in the Old Testament with the old prophets. They were always saying, remember when Hezekiah said, well, give me a sign. Remember how the, 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 the time went backwards? And, 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 and that, that, that's the way all this works. But you see, and, I, and I've openly said, one way to stop this baloney, and that's a kind word, I think, from this prophet, but I think one way to stop this, this stuff from going on is, is demand them people to give a sign. Demand it. If they can't give a sign, then bless God, don't have anything, don't even listen to what they're saying. And I'm going to show you this weekend, and I'm not sure which station it's going to be in, how important it is not to be listening to all this junk. All right? Number one, when you start prophesying and it doesn't come to pass, then you're working in deceitfulness and you're cursed. And if you're cursed, have you ever wondered why that these, 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 these guys and gals that all seem to stay in the basements of their homes and prophesy and never get out and travel the world like I have to travel in the United States now like I'm having to travel and, 
and bless God, put their ministry on the line, meeting after meeting after meeting by the anointing. Have you always noticed they're always the ones that just crop up and, oh, God showed them they had the dream and God said this and God said that? Have you ever noticed that? Well, that's exactly what it is. You see, I, I'm one of these guys that believe that you need to be, you need to be tried. I'm one of these people that believe that the Bible says you need to prove your ministry. And I believe you need to have a proven ministry. If you're going to prophesy, then you're going to come into a place and you are subject. You are then subject to the prophets if you're going to prophesy. That's the reason I keep saying, if you're going to shoot your mouth off of saying God said, then at least get smart enough to write me an email, and you don't even have to ask if it's right or wrong, just send it to me. And if it's not right, I'll be more than glad to send you back a little note saying, I believe I'd pray again. I believe I'd, I'd, I'd ask God for confirmation one more time about that. Now, let me tell you something else this man did not do, and this is only through something that somebody told me. My first question to this man, after I would have asked him to give me a sign, my first question after that would have been simply this. How many days did you fast and pray about this before you decided to, to, to interrupt the lives of how many people? you know how many days this guy fasted and prayed? None. None. He had a dream. Let's go on with his dream, because I want you to hear it. Now, he says... He said, that, he said, his mind shifted to Oregon. I had a dream recently. There was a knock at the door, and when I went to answer it, there were two men standing there. They were ordinary men, but I, I had never seen them before. There was something different about them. I, I couldn't put my finger on it. There was one interesting thing, however. When anyone uh, comes up on our porch and knocks the, uh, at the door, the dog will start barking very loudly, and this time she didn't bark at all. To me, that I, I had to gather my, my emergency, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry, didn't bark at all, and, and said that, uh, uh, was told that there was to gather emergency things and get out of town as soon as possible. I was stunned for a moment. They said that God was going to bring judgment on this area. Uh, they're, shifted, they're shifted then to the two angelic beings that warned Lot to get out of Sodom and Gomorrah. That makes sense, doesn't it? Because two men come to the door. I asked them if we had time to warn our families and friends, and they said uh, to go ahead. I had my wife start calling while I started packing every emergency thing that I could get my hands on and put it in the pickup truck. These two men came out and started, bless God, uh, helping him. These men were very fast and efficient packers. Some of the things I packed, uh, they, they threw out to the one side. As we concluded the packing of the pickup, one of the men left and came back in a couple uh, a couple of minutes leading my wife and dog, and they both literally pushed us into the pickup. We had uh, previously uh, told with our family members of our congregation, congregation for a meeting place in case there was ever a great emergency and we had to evacuate. These men told us to head out for our prearranged meeting place and to stop for nothing. I always keep my gas tanks as close to full as possible so we didn't have any stopping to do. Now, I want you to understand that what he said, to go to that prearranged place. All right, now, because this is important, what's coming up. It took about an hour and 15 minutes to get to the meeting place. We were sure of next, so we started, we were sure of this, so we next to start the setting up count, about 20 minutes, someone from our congregation began to show up, and then they began to come, the ground began to tremble, and there was a great earthquake came and, and hit Portland, and the major damage had occurred. The report said that 
that the, something that had collapsed of the earthquake and the wall water had come rushing down the Columbia uh, toward uh, Portland. And my thoughts shifted to where I was above all the watching as it was taking place. There, there, there was a gay parade going on in downtown Portland. Now, now what, what was his concern before was New Orleans and the gay parade. All right? This all plays into this, and you need to listen. Portland was in total devastation. The quake was two point, it was 9.2. Uh, it was off the coast, the west coast. Uh, there was a dam broke. Uh, uh, that's what caused the, come, the river to come down and swell up the, the Columbia River. Salem was also totally leveled by the earthquake. The loss of life in the whole uh, uh, county was, was enormous. A as I looked around Salem, I saw a group of men, and he saw them going and rummaging stuff. Later, as I th uh, thought through this, I tried to identify something that would be an idea of what was going to take place. The only thing that I could identify was a large gay parade, again, downtown Portland. So he goes back to that thing, and he said, As the days clicked off, we went about our normal activities and doing some planning for the big day. Now, this is after this dream, okay? One day someone called who heard about my dream and said that, that the lake was, uh, about, uh, that was there that could collapse uh, would be the one that would run down and flood the, the Columbia River. We should select somewhere else. As I, other than the place where they had had said that the two now these two angels or two men had told them to go to the prearranged place. All right, now these, this guy saying don't go there because he said that you know that, that, that this is going to happen. So anyway, he checks around. He finds out that the schedule of the parade is on the 17th and the 18th. They suggested that we increase our camp campground uh, uh, from one to two days, and and that wasn't easy to do. And anyway, they did it. Now, the dream confirmation. Now, one thing that I've heard so actively involved in the dream, that way to forget it when it's over. And he didn't forget the dream, all right? So, so he goes on. Now, he goes on through an, another dream that he has here that I don't see the significance of it at all, all right? And he begins to give some, he begins to give some, uh, uh, some scriptures that he believes pertains unto Messianic Judaism. Now, this, this happens to be, now he calls himself a pastor of a Messianic Judaism uh, a congregation, all right, there in Salem, Oregon. Now, uh, he said, uh, have you ever been involved in a research product, product uh, project, I'm sorry, of some kind where the material was very uh, hard to understand? And he said, that's really what went on in that next dream. And he said, I, I, he said, I was asking the Father to show me the date. Because uh, he said, I needed to know the date in which this was going to happen, whether it was the 17th or 18th. And the Lord God said to me, it was the 18th only. So he said, I entered into rejoicing and praising his holy name when all of a sudden my bubble popped. And, and he said, I was ready on course of obedience for the 18th. He had done nothing to change that. I continued my course of preparing for the 18th. We must, uh, must have had some special reasons uh, for telling this to me. I prayed for uh, this uh, sometime, and then it came to me. God re repeats something that he is determined by him. He wanted me to tell people about this. Now, uh, he goes on and says that, he said, I was trying to maintain a low uh, key profile on this. I said that I was not a prophet, and I didn't uh, uh, have the impression that I was trying, I didn't want to give the impression that I was trying to set myself up as one. What would that be? Now, I want to stop there because, you, you know, we've got to deal with this with, with realism here. He set himself up as a prophet. 
You don't, you don't prophesy this stuff unless you are a prophet, a major prophet, all right? Now listen, and so he goes on, and he says, now all of a sudden I realize these things, and, and what he's showing me, he said, then they get all ready, and again, they, they get ready to go to this. However, uh, talk about being in a hot seat, I'm literally trembling in my shoes. If I speak up and nothing happens, he said, of course, uh, he said, then I merge as a false prophet, and then if it does happen, and I, I didn't do it, then of course, the thing in Ezekiel falls upon him, and then he's in problem, and then he's got a problem there. Now, it goes on to say, uh, um, uh, 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 let me see here, I want to make sure I get all this in that I need to get in, because it goes on and on and on. Uh, he talks about the Ten Commandments, and keep, now, um, we could get into real discussion about all this, he says, but at this point we could go to any number of directions. But he said, I still want to refer to Acts 15. He said, the days of the church, the church considered of only Jewish believers. So he's still trying to push the balloon and My concern now is to get you where you can sit under the teachings of Torah. So he's back at that. You can't, so, you, so how can you prepare for the 18th? On Friday the 16th, make sure your vehicle's full, your credit card, all this stuff, and, and get ready. Uh, load up all the food and stuff that you can load up, and if someone uh, does happen, if something happens, then you'll be ready and you'll be safe. Now, what he says here, too, is he says, um, he says he said, if, if this doesn't happen, then it's a good drill in case of an emergency. And that's what he says, and that's where he leaves it with. Also come to find out that the campsite in which they were going to use was closed. It wasn't even going to be. And that where they told him to go? And it's, they couldn't get in because it was locked up. So the guy got into a lot of stuff there, folks. Now, does that sound... That doesn't sound unreasonable. The man had a dream. He really believed it. He really believed it was from God. He really believed there was going to be an earthquake. He really believed all this stuff was going to happen, and it didn't didn't even, the ground didn't quake, it didn't quiver, there wasn't a mild earthquake, there wasn't this or that. Now, what happens in most cases when people are foolish enough to get out on that kind of a limb and the limb gets cut off by God and they start to fall a thousand or a million feet, and it would seem like that, surely, then they have to now have an excuse. Okay? If you're going to stay in the profiting business... If when something doesn't happen, then you have to have an excuse. Very few of these prophets, and let me, let me, let me stop and say something here for a, a moment. Uh, I don't know who started this thing about you can be a seer and not be a prophet, but whoever has started that needs to come talk to this prophet. Prophets and seers are the same thing. We see in the supernatural realm... We see and we hear what God is telling. We the seers were prophets. Go study the Bible. They even talked about. It. Went to see the seer. Went to see the seer. A Samuel, the prophet. See, I, I don't know where all this comes. I, I think what people are trying to do. I don't want to call myself a prophet, so I'm a watchman on the wall. They're prophets too. See, I, I don't under, I don't understand where we're trying to go here. I want to do it, and I want credit for doing it because look at me. And, and but I but I, I don't want you know I, I don't if I make a mistake I don't want anybody to think I'm a prophet. Well, you know, again, get out of my ballpark, take your bat and ball, and go home. And that's what I'm saying to these guys and these gals that are saying this stuff, and they're saying it over and over again. Now, 
What's this fellow going to do? He's obviously, it didn't happen. The biggest excuse that I've heard, and I will keep hearing, I am assure you, throughout the, the, the duration of this thing is, well, we all interceded, and God held back the judgment. And I'm going to tell you that's a bunch of poo-poo too. Okay? God's Word, when it goes forth, will not return unto Him void. If a prophet speaks, it's like God speaking. We're what? We're the mouthpieces of God. When I, when I spoke to the drought, it began to rain. Mouthpiece of God. We are about as close to be getting with God that you can get with God if you can ever get around a major prophet. Because why? We hear the voice. I hear the voice tonight. Just like when the anointing has always come upon me, I hear God speaking to me audibly. And He and I are doing a whole thing different than what you and I are doing here, or at least I'm doing and you're listening to, all right? So, now, 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 let's, let, 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 let's stop for a moment and let's think about this. Now, I use Nineveh for an example. Now, Nineveh, bless God, is interesting because in Nineveh, the, 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 we'll, we'll call him the mayor, all right? I th- I'm not sure where it said king. It's been a while since I've, I've read that. But anyway, he was the head of that city of Nineveh. Now, he called, and he called that. I think we're going to get to the Scripture here sometime this weekend. But he called the whole city, and he said, I want every man, woman, child. I, want, I don't want the cows. I don't want the, the goats. I don't want anybody to eat. I want everybody in sackcloth and repent for our sin and pre-adventure that the Lord God will what? He will not destroy this city. Now, what did God do? He didn't destroy the city. That is the only way that repentance will work. That's the reason this country is going to be destroyed is because we've been turned over to a retrograde mind in our government. We've got homosexuals. We've got queers running our government. And we think that God is going to honor anything that those jerks do. You're crazy. He's not going to honor that because they have been chosen by us to govern this nation. I've said for years, if Tom Jefferson and the boys were here, they would move. They'd get their stuff and get on the boat and leave tomorrow. They, would, they wouldn't stay because this sure isn't what they started, all right? But whatever it is, after something started right, it always seems to go wrong. Now, it would take the president of this country to do the same thing that the, that, that the guy that was ahead of Nineveh to have done. He's not going to do that. All right. In order for that earthquake not to have struck out there, as this man says that it was going to, it would have taken the governor of the state of Oregon to have called the state of Oregon to absolute repentance and fasting. Did he do that? No. See, we're, we're listening to a lot of voices, and we're trying to... I'm going to tell you what happens with a lot of people. A lot of people are so naive that because people look the right way or they sound the right way, that, bless God, that what we're into is what? We're into that and we're not into getting to the heart of the matter, which is their spirit man. Now, let's turn to Second Peter. Because this problem was not something that, bless God, that was just there in the Old Testament. However, we're going to do a lot of, a lot of research into the Old Testament. Second Peter 1, 19, Second Peter 1, 19, through 21. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do dwell that ye take heed as unto a light, unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Now listen to what he's saying. 
saying, do well that you take heed to this, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old times by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Now, that's where the difference is at, and, and, and we want to try to somehow get into your noggins, into your hearts this weekend, that you can begin to understand that there are those that, bless God, many are called, few are chosen. The chosen vessels of God are going to give big-time, absolute pieces of prophecy, all right, to nations. But they're going to have to have a track record. Folks, you've got to start somewhere, and it can't be in Salem, Oregon, because you, bless God, you were worried about Katrina, went to bed and had a dream, and somehow got all flashed over to the other side, and now, uh, now Oregon's going to be uh, devastated by an earthquake. It doesn't work that way. I'm sorry, but it just doesn't work that way. Now, if this guy had a track record, now he said he had many visions, many dreams, but he didn't tell about one of them come to pass, did he? Not the first one. He didn't speak about it. So the dangers of these things begin to gain. And, 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 and as, as we're told here in, in, in 2 Peter, that, that bless God, that, that uh, it, came in, it came not by the will of ma- by man, it came by the Holy Ghost, the holy men. See, everybody is appointed by God a time to live, a time to die. Everybody is given by God an anointing. You have an anointing. We've discussed that. In fact, we went through a, a series of which people have, have, uh, have donated money uh, all across America. Listen to the series that most of you were here and listened to the, last, the time we were here on the last day anointing. And I think that uh, most of you here in this room, if not all of you, have had a great increase in the things of the anointing of God in your life since you attended the, the, the meetings that we had the last time. And we believe the same thing is going to happen this time because even though I'm teaching on prophets and prophecy, we are going to get down uh, to, uh, to some, uh, some other things that are very important. Let's, let's go to the second chapter, same, same second Peter, the second chapter, the first verse. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies. Now, I want you to stop there because there's a comma there. Bringing in damnable heresies. Anything that takes you away from the direction in which God is trying to take you is a damnable heresy. All right? It's not too hard to, it's not real hard to figure that out. And, and if you, if you really get into this, you'll begin to understand something that as long as you're going the direction God wants you to go, then bless God, you're in good shape with God. You're, you're in the flow with God. You're in His will. If you hear somebody prophesy something to you that draws you this away when you should be going that way, then what's happened? You have been drawn astray. Because you see, for our lives and, and, and our purpose for here on this earth is to do the perfect will of God. That's what we're here about. We're not here, bless God, and you know, I, I get real hard on, uh, on bless God, uh, uh, preaching against and about the, some of this stuff that goes on with these, these ministries and churches building their own kingdoms here on this earth, and they're doing it. But the thing that I want you to understand is that, that this was the same problem. They had the same problem back in that day. And what, what Peter was saying to him was just that, even denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Now, you need to probably understand, underline the words uh, uh, swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways. Now, again, that's destructive. The word pernicious means uh, 
uh, destructive ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Now, let's stop for a moment. How can, now, see, most people that read this begin to think that, well, what, what he's talking about here is that, well, the, you know, the Holy Ghost is for now. No, no, that's not at all what he's talking about. When somebody that is a major prophet of God that is prophesying and saying church were to go that way, and there's some other knucklehead over here uh, prophesying and saying, church, you need to go that way. What, what is going on in this and what he's trying to get across in this thing was, he said, the way of truth shall be even spoken of. I can't tell you how many people believe that I'm the devil, and I don't know how many years it's been that uh, since I've, you know, I think in the beginning they began to call me a, a prophet of doom and gloom. The prophet of doom, don't listen to the prophet of doom and gloom is what people would say. I said, well, I don't understand what I prophesy is coming to pass. So, so how in the world could it be? How could it be that, bless God, that it's doom and gloom if it's coming to pass? Well, that's not what the people want to hear, but we're going to get into that. People have never wanted to hear. All people want to hear is peace, peace, everything's just fine. Today it's going to be the same tomorrow and forever. And that's what people want to hear, but that's not what God is saying. All right, third verse. And through covenants shall they be, be they with feigned words... Those are false words. Make merchandise of you. Now, how can you be made merchandise with false words? <laughs> Pretty easy. You know, I need help uh, get my message out about this earthquake in, in, in Oregon. We need, we need you to donate some money. How many people donated money? Probably a lot. I don't know, but probably there was. There's always some dummy out there willing to follow anything that comes along that, bless God, looks, acts like, tastes, or anything else like God to them, all right? And that's that, that, and again, that, that's dangerous because, bless God, not everything that says, Lord, Lord, is going to be of the Lord. All right? And we're told that. It goes on to say, uh, "...whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not." So it's coming. "...for if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, to, to reserve into judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah." The eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Now, who believed that flood was coming besides Noah? Nobody. Huh? And they, did they laugh and mock him? Yeah. Did they call him evil? You bet they would have. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an, an example or a pattern unto those that after should live ungodly. And delivered just Lot vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelleth among them, is in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and just unto the day of judgment to be punished both ways, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh and the lust of uncleanliness and despise governments. Uh, presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities." Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. But these are natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of things that they understand not. Now, isn't that what happens with most of this stuff? Do you think I think those people really hate me and really believe I'm a false prophet? No, they don't understand. See, I, I have pity on them. I pray for them because they don't understand. And shall utterly perish in their own corruption. And you need to understand, because we're going to build on this, that once you get involved with this kind of thing, there is a spirit that gets involved with false 
prophets. There is a spirit, there is a familiar spirit that takes them over. And that familiar spirit can perform for you uh, uh, the identical things of the things of God. And people don't understand that. They, they just do not understand that at all. Now, let me, let, me, let me just say this. Do you realize that a soothsayer, is anybody in this room before you were a Christian ever go to a palm reader? Soothsayer. Anybody? There's one over there. Then you know that when you went, darling, that there was times uh, when they spoke, they may have done everything right, but usually they'll hit and miss. In other words, they'll, they'll, you know, they give some things right, some things were wrong. Well, see, uh, that's what soothsayers do. Now, let me tell you what the difference between a soothsayer and a prophet, a real prophet of God. We don't miss. I've done this for 30 years, and there hasn't been anything that I have prophesied that has fallen to the ground. And by the way, if you've been watching TV, you probably now understand that, that what I had told you, and it may have been by the time we had the last meeting, that the, the H, 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 uh, H5M1, uh, bless God, the avian flu, was being passed person to person in Indonesia. Now, the World Health Organization said, no, no, that whole family that died, they all had handled the chicken. And I said, no, the, the fact of it is, they're lying, and the, and the government's going to keep lying as long as they can lie. They've run out of lie. So they've had to tell us now in Indonesia that the bird flu is now being passed person to person, human to human. You want to look up and you want to understand, folks, we're getting ready and we're getting closer every day to that thing that I prophesied coming to pass about the bird flu. You need to prepare. You need to prepare. And if you're not preparing, God help you, all right? You need to prepare and get ready because it's going to come. So, he says, And they shall receive, 13, They shall receive the reward of the unrighteous, and they shall count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots are they and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own dece deceiving deceivings while they feast with you. In other words, these kind of people are going to get so wrapped up into this thing that, bless God, that they're going to be out here uh, taking on and they're going to be like a ride. You, have you ever been around anything false where the, it always draws a crowd? You know, I always said, you're gonna, I'm going to tell you something. The false always draws a crowd. You can, you can get these characters going on. I can stand here tonight. I'm not going to. But if I stood here tonight and told you what I know in and out of the Spirit, about 99% of these big-time televangelists and some of this junk that they're pulling, which is deception, on the people, you would probably absolutely fall out of your seats. Okay? But it's happening. They're doing it in rioting. They're doing it just like a riot, right out in front of everybody. All right? Now, having eyes full of adultery and, and that can, cannot cease from sin. That's what they're like. Begulling unstable souls, now that, and that's what they do, and, and heart that, that, that have exercised with covenant practices, cursed children, and that's what they become, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of, of Balaam, and the son of Bozar, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity, the dumbass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. Now, <laughs> isn't that something? See, God can, God's got a way, doesn't He? God has got a way. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is re reserved forever. For when they spake great swelling words of vanity, and isn't that what they're speaking? There's, a, there's an earthquake coming that's going to destroy, you know, all of Salem and all of, all of uh, Portland, Oregon. A great uh, tsunami is going to come ashore. 
uh, the words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh. Notice it's not the spirit, it's the flesh. Through much wantonness, those that were clean escape from them who live in air. Those that are clean escape from them that live in air. In other words, don't get wrapped up into it. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome of the same as he brought into bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. Now, of course, you can pertain that unto salvation itself and going after, you know, going after, I guess, some doctrine that's not a God. But it also pertains to just what I'm preaching to you tonight, that you have to understand, for it is better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Now, those are... Are, are, are there, that's alarming in itself, all right? Because what, what, and, and you know, again, when they, when they, these apostles began to allude to these kind of things taking place, most of us in the church have been taught in such many other directions that we can't even take these scriptures and pertain them unto false prophets, just as which it was spoken about early on in that chapter. Let's, let's go to, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians, if you'll be so kind to turn to 1 Corinthians, uh, uh, 14 with me. And here there's something being spoken here in the 29th verse by the Apostle Paul. It says, Let the prophets... Now, I'm in I'm 1 Corinthians 14, 29. And we're going to go down through 33 here, just a few verses. Let the prophets speak two or three, and let the other judge. Okay? If anything be re- re- reveled to another or reveal, I'm sorry, to another, that sitteth by, let the first hold his peace. For ye may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and all may be comforted. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. I want you to underline that. The spirit of the prophets are subject. So you see, you can't just go out here and start shooting your mouth off because you've got a board involved in your church that sits there and says, Amen. All right? You can't do that. For God is not an author of confusion, but of peace, and as well, uh, and, and, and as in all churches of the saints. So God's never the author of confusion. Now, now that that didn't come to pass, can you imagine how many people in Oregon and around about even in places in the United States? I mean, this thing got out far enough, it got to me. All right? But how many of them, bless God, is what? And, uh, bless God, are in confusion now. Well, what happened? I'll tell you what happened again. The guy either because he was concerned about New Orleans and he manufactured that in his dream world or it was a familiar spirit. I don't know which of those two, but it was one of the two. It was not the fact that somehow somebody prayed or they prayed and, and it was judgment was held back. And I'm going to bet you that that's what's going to end up coming out of this thing because that's the only way of retreat that most of them have, all right? Let's go to Matthew 22. I've got a verse there I want to use. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change 
your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible. Thank you.